Hey, March, March is on. We're at the end of March, and how many times can I say March in a sentence? I don't know, but back from his tour of International Pancake Houses in Wisconsin is Greg. Ah, yes, with extra syrup, please. Thank you. And we're very glad to have Beck again celebrating another anniversary on his great show, Whole Lot of Shaking. It is, of course, our one and only Mike Murray. Hey, baby, what's happening? But how is the pancakes, Greg? Yeah. What? Pancakes. Well, uh... They were very buttery and very pancake-like. Were they flat? Really they were flat. Okay. With some little bubbles in the middle, right. which I, you know, I like little bubbles. Did they move at any time? They were on your plate. Uh, no, they did not. Okay. They, I said I asked for no slugs specifically. Buckwheat or plain buck buckwheat will fill you up more. Uh-huh. But you now, whole lot of shaking is now celebrated as 39th, which means yeah. it's like 60 in real life. It was this show, yeah, in radio years. <laughs> like, like 60. But how did this uh, start? What made you first think that oh. I want to get into radio? Well, I always did. He when wanted I, to start shaking, and he said, "Oh, you know what? Listen to the radio <laughs> in the mid 60s as a kid. That's where all the fun and excitement was, and the songs in the mid 60s were all great. I mean, they, they're even retrospect, they're even better, but." You know, I'm like, uh, I, and, and I listen to guys play these great songs and later women. Because when I started listening, other than Jessica Savage, there were no women. And, and Keith, there were no women on, on the radio. Wow, thank you. So, yeah, she was on TV. And so, but then later, guys and girls started playing. Tiling for dollars. Um, <laughs> in the 70s, they started playing this crap. And I'm like, boy, I, I want to be able to get in there and play something good as opposed to that. And, of course, my musical tastes were British Invasion and 60s, and then I really got into Chuck Berry. You know, once I heard that, you know, it was like I'm out of control. And, uh, you know, it, it mutated its way. Then I bought the Nuggets LP and blah, blah, blah. So I went to Brockport, and I went to school for communications. And I uh, was going there when I met Mick Alber at Scorgies at a Chesterfield King show. And uh, he's like, I, uh, well, come on, man. Uh, He said, well, look, I'm a DJ over at uh, WITR. They have this thing called the Friday Night Foy. And why don't you come and bring some of your records and play them? And we did. And it was a big hit because at that point it was the 20th anniversary of the British invasion. So it was a big hit. And Hal Horowitz, who was the program director, said, look, I want you guys to do a one-hour show on Sundays, but it has to be psychedelic okay so um we played pseudo psychedelic stuff but uh, within a year we were playing surf music and then in 87 i said to mick i go let's just bust the whole thing open and just play rock and roll no matter when i, it's I didn't from. know mick was a, on the radio oh yeah he was on till about 96 then you know family duties he had a wife and two young kids and he's like man i can't you know he's a great I, guy i'm done and i said okay I, i'm gonna i'm gonna keep going and well here i am <laughs> I think, is he ever in a bad mood? Every time I see him, he's so damn positive. Oh, I've seen him Nick. bad. Yeah. <laughs> I never have. And I think there's an old saying, it's like, music, it's good music, it's last. That's the thing. It's the power of, you know, you never get tired of it. Yeah. But yeah. then you get to become an old curmudgeon like me. It's like new music these days. <laughs> well, and that's where I'm fortunate that there are, there is, in the late 70s, there was music that was geared more towards uh, rockabilly and surf and garage rock that kind of hung on and, and power pop and it continues to this day. So I don't just have to go through the oldies stack and play something that's 60 years old. I can play newer bands, which, you know, 
just kind of keep it current. It's nice to mix them up, but I, I love the older stuff and, you know, always. Do you think the lack of the eclectic system that they used to have is has screwed everything up? Well, yeah, when so, they started they to. hold everything. And, I mean, in, in different markets, you look at a lot of, uh, there's access to some regional charts online. There's this one site, ARSA, I think it is. And, you know, you could put in a band or a song or a city, and you could look at their charts. Well, stations pretty much program themselves. There were the trade papers where you could see what was a real hit, but basically either the program director or, in a lot of cases, the DJs had some some room to play a song if they thought it was good. Right. And, and of course, in the mid-'60s, they started to consolidate and incorporate, and, well, look at the mess we're in now. There's yeah. no creativity. So you could hear... You know, the Beatles and then the Supremes, and you could hear the Ventures and then Wilson Pickett. Right. And you could hear a torch ballad after that. And now everything sounds the same. It's all crap. It's all just over-manufactured is the problem with it. It, it, it doesn't seem real because, to me, it's overproduced. It doesn't matter what style Well, it's just singers singers and samples now. Yeah. I mean, it just doesn't seem like something. Okay, we'll find a singer. Here's a bunch of pre-programmed stuff, and we're just going to throw her voice on or his voice on there. And, and if people like that, good for them. But I'm, I'm for, like, real yeah. music. It's like, it's like the classic the classic line I had where, like, I was working in the studio, and I showed one of my friends the, the demo. And my friend goes, I don't know who you had playing guitar in that, but it was great. And I go, dude, that was in there. <laughs> you know, I'll tell you, I found I was trolling around as I always do, <laughs> at Big Lots or Family family Dollar General-ish stores. Or, and I found this Midnight Special DVD yeah. for like six bucks. <clears throat> so I, I started playing it, and I was amazed. It was number one, it was all live. So And mm-hmm. then there was no verb on anything, no, no, no tricks, no, it was just the band. Played mm-hmm. whatever bands, played their songs live, Argent. And they had freaking, what's his name there, um... Wolf Van Jack, that guy? No, no, artist, but I can't think of his name now. Come on, I was watching the Tramps do a Disco Inferno the other right. day live. It was, it was great. Yeah. It was great. You know, they're up there, and they're just busting it. Everybody's dancing. It's like, but they're really out there singing. They had a band behind them. Who, who was the guy that did that song, Taxi? I oh, uh, Harry Chapin? Harry Chapin. Yeah. So they had him. I think he was doing that song. But he had a cello player, and, yeah. he, had a, and he had all the real deal going on, and it was like, it was so moving, you know, and it's like, it's, why don't they just do that again? It's the human-to-human connection. Right. When you really, and that's why I think some of these singers on these uh, American Idol or whatever, yeah. America's Got <laughs> Talent, whatever, but some of these people come out without any backing, and they just belt it out from the heart, and I think that connects with people more so than some of these manufactured things, yeah. which really started... It started, well, Phil Spector and all of them did all that, but they did it with real people in the studio. Right. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't all like They that. had a source. They just they just amplified the source. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. They, just, they just polished it up. Yeah. But speaking of American Idol, the only thing that bothers me about all those shows, or, well, not so much that, the voice more so, mm. as soon as somebody starts to go really high... People, oh, and the chairs go around. It's like, really? They got to go nuts and start trilling and doing all these embellishments? It's like, uh, it's a show. Can't, I know, but can't you just tell that somebody can sing right away? Mock show. <laughs> Mock show. Mock show. I always yeah. picture like <laughs> Dylan or Tom Waits as somebody going out with yeah, right. Tom <laughs> Waits. Did you imagine? Yeah. That was one of my favorites when he was on Fernwood tonight. His, <laughs> his bus broke down on the way to Cleveland or whatever, so he stops Fernwood. in the, you know, the imaginary town of Fernwood, Ohio, and yeah. it was on. 
Broomwood tonight, and he's thinking yeah, the piano has been drinking. That's what yeah. it's uh, Could you imagine, yeah, though, like, time. your claim to fame? Because, like, when he was really poor in New York, he used to break into cars and steal cigarettes. Damn, I had my cigarettes <laughs> stolen by Tom Waits. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know, I think what you mean, too, like, Greg, you were talking about for real, it's like, I don't watch that stuff, but, like, Susan Boyle, they come out, like, on the show, she's on, everybody's laughing at her because she's right. sort of frumpy, but then she could really belt it right, out. Right, right. Oh, yeah. True. I, I just noticed that. It seems like, you know, it, it just seems like... And it's, this is kind of an, an off-the-track thing. but Oh, I, in the show? No, I, I, I believe I, I, I called I called in a talk show locally, and I was complaining about how they... I don't like what they do to the national anthem on a lot of these events. I said, the national anthem... And I know I'm going to sound like a jerk here, but I said, the national anthem... It's your a, role on the show, Greg. I'm a jerk. <laughs> I'm a curmudgeonly jerk. But, but loving. But... I said, it's a patriotic song. It is not a gospel song. It is not, you know, something to be, and, and, uh, you know, the first, the, the, uh, host of the show, he said, well, I don't know if it's really gospel, but it's more like yodeling. And I said, yes, exactly. That's what I'm talking about. All this stuff that they do with the national anthem and, oh, you know, it's like, can't you just sing the song? It's a patriotic song. Thank you. Yeah. End of end of raid yeah. rant. But I that's just me. Well, and you don't you do have a lot of veterans out there now, but back in the day, whether I went to see the Red Wings or whomever, most of the guys that were there at the game had fought in World War Two or Korea. Right. And if anybody even talked during the national anthem, yeah, right, <laughs> they were right, able right. to get their butt right. kicked. So it's it's a different you know, everything's a lot looser since the 60s. It's open to interpretation, right. whereas yeah. back in the day, it was like, this is how you do it. If you don't do it this yeah. way, I'll kick the crap out of you. Oh, and, well, making hey. it your own is okay, but yeah. I think they just everybody's trying to outdo each other. That's just, true. Case in point, fun. I took my dad to the Batavia Muck Dogs games. And he really enjoyed them. But, you know, I had him by then. He had a walker. It was a wheelchair. When they played, you know, and he was in Pacific Theater at the end of World War Two. I've seen and that show. He, he, walker, yeah, he wheelchair. notably <laughs> drove a tank into a lake by mistake. <laughs> but, well, I didn't hit anybody. Just the fish. <laughs> you know, whatever. Yeah. But So, but when they played the National Anthem, I had to get them up, take yeah, the head off yeah. and everything. Yeah. yeah. And you wouldn't mess with it. But I do have a bone to pick. I heard on your show yesterday what that I Jerry Lee Lewis, did yeah. he say hillbilly music? He, said, he stole that from my dad. That's it. <laughs> that was my inspiration. God rest his soul. That's it. Both of them. Yeah. I'm just very worried about that. That's like, okay, I, this ghost well, is going to haunt me. Well, but how dare he steal my dad's catchphrase? My, my <laughs> novelty show is this week, and when you hear the version of Whole Lot of Shaking I've got on there, you you will be intrigued. Let's just, let's just say. Oh, there's so many, too. Like, you're talking about the flying saucers. I remember. Oh, with Buchanan and Goodman? Yeah, when they just patched stuff together. Dickie those Goodman. Good old, those good old records. Well, initially, they, uh, they did that record, and uh, Steve Allen, I think it was Steve Allen and... Isn't Herb Alpert? They uh, they did a version with uh, recordings they did on their own of the songs bits that they that they patched in because they thought that Buchanan and Goodman were going to get sued for using the original clips from the songs novelty songs, but it turns out they didn't. So uh, because because the people whose songs they were like, hey, 
one line from my song, that's good promotion. You're right. not, you know, you're not stealing my song. So imitation is yeah. And then Dickie form. Goodman had them all. Mr. Jaws, you remember that? <laughs> and you know, uh, Water Great and all those. Oh, I was <laughs> a doctor. We were probably all Doctor Demento fans on Sunday dun, night dun, dun, under dun, the Snozzleberry trees. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> But I still like, remember seeing Blue Cheer on the Steve Allen show. <laughs> Holy mackerel. <laughs> yeah. Back, I'll tell you, you talk about the 60s. I saw Mike Douglas, but when Mike Douglas was out in the afternoon, yeah. he had Deep Purple on yeah, back yeah. in the day. He had oh, somebody else. I can't remember. But I saw Deep Purple on that, and I saw, and then Blue Cheer was on Steve Allen. And that had to be really weird because even Steve Allen said something about he says, well, by the time you hear this at home, you know, it's gone through some processes. And, you know, he goes, but here, he goes, you cannot believe how loud it is. <laughs> he actually said that. It was pretty funny. I think I have that on a recording. So, you know who gave me that? Uh, 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 Somebody. Shoot. A bass player guy. Oh, I, I can't think of names anymore. I was just listening to Booker <laughs> Tallison again. And I remember with Rod Hughes, there's a lot of different. Rod, Rod, Hughes, Rod Hughes, wasn't it? I forget names on the show all the time, but... Mm. But for week, I like I like their version of "We Can Work It Out." Remember Deep Purple? I always oh yeah, they did songs, that, yeah. those early albums. They did Help and Hey Joe and all that. They very vanilla fudgy, you know, like big long intros and slow. <laughs> No, but, oh yeah, like half these songs. There's no like fun. seven songs. <laughs> Don't start a fight with me, man. That's the version that take me for a little while that I remember hearing on the radio when I was yeah, a kid. You know? Now my quote. I never is, heard the original. I liked it. I'm sorry. From Carmine a piece, Carmine Apice, yeah. however you pronounce it. Still, this quote holds true for all of us oldsters now. It's like he's walking around, running into fellow musicians now, and he goes, in. we used to talk about how much we scored, all the groupies. Right. Now we compare blood pressure meds. No, I know, right? <laughs> but that's a weird thing. Like, I just put that quote from Mick Jagger about how he was going to stop music in the 70s, pretty much. He said he was 50 <laughs> in 84. He was, like, either pinging around with Keith or something. Then he, got, then he got, took a look at his alimony stuff. But now, like, seeing them, like, I watched one of their shows from Berlin last year, and they still hold up. How did you think about, like, when we started doing this? Like, did you ever think we'd get to this stage where we're looking back all these years? Well, in 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 the recesses of your mind, but let's face it, when you're 20 years old, you don't want to think about being 60 years old. <laughs> right, I didn't think it, like, last night. Like, I, you, hope, you hope you make it, number one. <laughs> oh, I... And then, you know, after that... Well, almost. <laughs> yeah, almost, man. Uh, we, we but, like, stuff. I'm talking to, like, the Katie Maury's father last night, and we're talking about, like, I'm like, I knew Michaela, I knew Katie, I didn't know when they were, like, 20, I've seen them grow, and he's like, I'm 70 now, and I'm like, I'm, well, I'm 29, but, you know, but I just remember when they started seeing them progress, and I'm going, this is, like, over, like, 10 years ago, 15 years yeah. or so. Yeah, well, High risers, like. I've been seeing for almost 40 years, I saw them in 85 for the first time when they were the essentials, at, of all places, <coughs> what's now Lux, it was Snake Sisters Cafe. Right. I think I saw them at Scorchy. Did they open up for the Ramones? I think they did, ironically, yeah. So, um. I should have gone to that last oh, night, but I was. Oh, the, the Ramones. It's <laughs> That was not a good idea. <laughs> no, was there one, like somebody, I think, for New Math, the one time they'd sing in money? Through I the, saw Jason. The Ramones manager vacuumed up the money or oh, something. Oh, Kevin used to get hit with all kinds of yeah. stuff when they were singing money, especially at the Penny Arcade, because people didn't like them anyway, and they were throwing stuff at them, but at least they were yeah, throwing money. I heard the money. cheap trick show about how they oh, were. At the yeah. First time I saw the Essentials, I was with my friend David Cuesta. Went to go see the Kinks. At, it was like a dandelion day at U of R. We didn't go to U of R, but we just went. Yeah. They did that, and I remember all Ray did was complain about how 
hot it was on stage. Oh, bloody hot. Yeah. yeah, that's what he said. I love it. But Ross said, "Don't wear the. You don't have to wear the like Union Jack jacket, man." Yeah, I saw you, uh, Jason and the Scorchers at Scorchies. Uh, that was a good show. And then I went to go see Jazzberries. That's where I saw the Essentials yeah. first time. Oh yeah, every shows there. Wow. Yeah. Well, which one on Monroe or the Monroe? Actually, the East? on Monroe. Yeah. And the thing was, there was a yeah. benefit concert for the submarine school at the Bob Shop. This was like probably 2019. That was just before the C word, <laughs> and mm. it was like Greg was there. It was like Katie Ben, obviously Alex Cote. But there was a woman there, and I was telling Ben and Katie about the first time I saw the high, you know, the essentials. Mm. And this woman, she was the owner of Jazzberries. Oh, Susan? Yeah. And yeah. this was the show. She said that was the first show they had at that location. Yeah. Now, the one thing, like, Mark Bradley doesn't remember. I, I swear that the Skeletons played with yeah, them. Yeah, absolutely see, they did. I didn't know if it was in. He doesn't remember, and I just said. Yeah, it was it the East Avenue one? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no, they played at least once, maybe twice, at, at East Avenue uh, Jazzberries. Yeah, I remember being there. I remember that well. I remember it well. But we were talking about remixes. What are your thoughts on remixes? Because we should just tape that. We could have gone home. Well, I, <laughs> uh, go and ladies and gentlemen. I here he is on the remix trail. Hey. I I like them because you know you get. I just like to hear something new, and it always gives me the 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 hope that well you know it's just like what we do kind of as a band. It's like any you think oh. Like watching Get Back with the Beatles, it's like yeah, they yell chords out to each other, and they they have to work out the songs too, and it's like you know it, it makes you feel like you're doing it the right way. It's like okay, you, you hear like an early version of a song. Well, I can see why that didn't go on the album because it didn't have the, that special something. But it's interesting to hear the progression and the and the trail of it. With the Beatles, know. yes, because you're so invested and they're such a huge thing. But to hear maybe. You know, for me, I'd love to hear the Trashmen and their working versions of Serpent Burr. There actually right. is an early demo. Is it? But for them, there is an early demo, but it, it's not a lot different, let's put it that way. But, yeah, but for them, it's like, eh, it's okay. But for the Beatles, yeah, absolutely, because they've been, we've been immersed in them for, you know, 60 years. So. I mean, I got, I got this, uh, I just was, was saying earlier, uh, pre-show, I was talking about these Deep Purple reissues I got in Rock and Burn, and, you know, they're cleaned up a little bit, but, you know, there's some extra songs on there and some studio chit-chat, you know, which is not, you know, wonderful. But it's just interesting, you know, a little piece of history. And yeah, like Is it a money tapes. grab? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> like the Trogs tapes. Yeah. <laughs> well, did you ever hear Fly on the Wall? The, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, Fly on the Wall. The it's Buddy like Rich a, bus No, this is, this is like a, it's a, you could buy this, it's like Fly on the Wall if it gets up. Let it be sessions where it's like over it's like twenty twenty five minutes. You just hear them. It's like a Let It Be studio. Yeah, where you hear them. You could buy this. It's like a record. Oh yeah, arguing. Oh, wow. You just hear them chatting about everything. Well, I guess the story behind Let It Be too is because of the breakup. The director decided he was going to do the dark and gloomy for the one that came out because he knew about the split and everything. So that's why it came out. So, but it's interesting when you watch that Get Back thing because. We were watching it last night, and I told my friend, I says, you know, you listen to it like like the director and the other guys, the the art guys are all talking, well, we're going to do it in the desert, and we're going to do this. And these guys don't even have the songs figured out. And these guys already have this like, crazy vision that they're going to do in a desert in an amphitheater or something. And these guys, they don't even want to leave England. Well, and it's like they were both, they were in opposite 
they were it was very polarized. They were out, they didn't they weren't on the same page. Well, so they didn't thing have the same Everest, plan. like it's sort of Abbey Road, where Paul wants them to go to Mount Everest. <laughs> right, I think they would have enjoyed that. Yeah, man. You know, and it's probably tacky in a tourist trip. But when I went down Baker Street in London, there's a Beatles store, and I really want I wanted to go in. The line's out the door, though. Uh, I'm sure it's like a tourist trap. Oh, heck yeah. But you I'm know sure. what? I had to go to Abbey Road to be an idiot. Well, yeah. well, no, you've got to. Everyone. Everyone does. Paul, like they showed, I don't know if he almost got run over or he just pretended to almost get run over, but it would have been ironic, <laughs> you know? There was a there was another documentary called If These Walls Could Talk, all about Abbey Road. Uh-huh. It's on one of the streaming. Why isn't Hulu, somebody done a parody record called Abbey Normal? <laughs> well, that would be the Ruddles if they were going to. Yeah, the Ruddles. The Ruddles. But the key with the Ruddles is the music's good, though, too. It really it? is. Neil Innes really, really nailed it. It is hysterical. I got in trouble with him the one time he played that one show. Oh, you should, yeah. after, I told you. Thank you. My, my holy grail to sign. He's fine. I talked. I guess he had some kind of falling out with Eric. Yeah. <laughs> well, Idol didn't do anything with it other than, you know, star in it as an actor, but in his did all the music. Did you have him sign it nasty? No. <laughs> but he was, he's nice to me, but sometimes you don't know. Like, you ask about somebody, it's like, oh, like, oops. <laughs> Well, you can get him on the wrong I, day. I didn't you know. know I knows. didn't know. I didn't oh, oh, know. Oh, sorry, man. It's cool. But still, I missed one <laughs> ghoulie last night. Is that me too? Yeah, yeah I was on it. Uh, Kong, I love that. Was so realistic, it scared me. Like with the suit. Oh, that was <laughs> <laughs> that was great. Kong, yeah, I just like the the extra bits they showed about how they had to pay um, King Kong. The royals to tease to the guys that developed King Kong just because it was, you know, it's basically King Kong in London. <laughs> you know, that's what it is. So, yeah, right. But that's all the stuff. I mean, that's what I still like. I just go back here for the old goofy monster movies. They're fun. It reminds me of my, maybe it's like a childhood thing where I remember my Saturday afternoons. And No, it's it's superficial. It's fun. And that's kind of like the music I play, even though a lot of it's intricate. It's, it's the same idea. It's just like, woohoo! School's out. Let's rock. Oh, and a lot of it was just technology limitations, too. It's like, we might actually have to write a really good story here because My we can't, you know. My favorite is, what was it, Attack? What was it, The Giant Leeches? Yeah, yeah. No, no, it was the other one. What was the one with Killer Shrews? Killer Shrews, where they, yeah, they yeah, use yeah. Dogs, dogs as the Killer yep. Shrews, and they put these little furry blankets on their back. Yeah, well, they showed a fake animal when they did a close-up, but afterwards, people are running, and these dogs are running after them. Right, right. There's no doubt in your mind that's a dog gallop. It's hysterical. Plus, it's got uh, the guy from uh, Dukes of Hazzard is is the star. He knows, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I saw parts of that. He was on, uh, yeah, Andy Griffith's show, too. This is only, this is my view. I just popped in my head last night about, like, say you're doing a low-budget movie like that. You, you don't have, like, pressure on you. You can have fun. Yeah. You can just have fun. But there's Close that one. up for rock and roll. That's it. There's that one movie, was it Beast from the Haunted Cave, is it? <laughs> and, and, and it's like, it's a great movie right up until they show the monster. The, the, and then yeah. it's like this thing on wheels or something, and it's, like, really fake. It oh, It's like yeah. a big Hershey's Kiss or something. Oh, yeah, <laughs> that one. That's That's great. <laughs> Well, kids were going to their drive-in, and they weren't watching the yeah. movie. Anyway. And, and and I watched from from chess. hell it came with the tree. Oh, the giant monster! <laughs> <laughs> that's that's great. Uh, or yeah. Zontar, the giant killer turnip from uh, Beavis. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but when you Classics, were, man. The one that got me, it still it scared me to death. Like I remember Gregory the Grave Walker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I used to like the one that terrified me when I was a kid was Sound of Horror. It's about their 
these people are investigating a cave, exploring it. There's an invisible dinosaur. Oh, yeah. I remember that. And it scared the head. And all you would see I is never this. Saw. I actually have it on some packs now. But, you know, the old saying, don't watch it again. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I was scared of this. I'll tell you, my neighbor gave me two Japanese movies that are very strong. Well, I showed you those two. I started to watch that one, Big Man Japan. And it's just this guy, and he just walks around. He's got, like, a big club. And and there's, like, these weird monsters that look like those wacky inflatable things in the freaking sails, you know. And it's, like, it's very interesting. The art direction is very is very cool. It's called Big Man Japan. Then there's another one called The Calamari Wrestler about this wrestling thing. And this guy turns into a squid guy or something, and he goes, oh, yeah. This is for real. I bought I, it. I went online and bought it right yeah. after the Was it show? good? Did you watch it? I, I haven't watched Actually, it. Actually, I shook my... Uh, you get to the point going, okay, now what kind of person thinks of... Now, the wrestler's going to be turned into a giant calamar. Well, <laughs> you know what? Hey, yeah, yeah. could have gone well on Magical Mystery Tour. It would have worked. I, I, I wonder sometimes when they green light things, who who is... In control, like, can you imagine being the guy at CBS? Hey, I got this great idea for a sitcom. Okay, takes place in a German prison camp, and it's like, you know, can you imagine? Twenty years after World War Two, how they how they pulled that off? And I mean, it's a great show, but you almost now in today's climate, I don't think that's going to work. The one one that scared me was uh, Night Gallery with the doll, where the guy in India sends this British commander. Uh, doll, actually, to his granddaughter or whatever, and the doll comes to life, and it's there to kill him, and whoo, it starts tearing her toys apart, and she's like, well, it talks to me all the time, right. holy. I can't tell you how many ventriloquist stories I've seen. It's like, <laughs> there was an Alfred Hitchcock one with uh, Claude Rains yeah. as the, the ventriloquist. Anyway, it was really good. Well, there's a night gallery one, too, with Spock, and there's yeah. a... Like a vampire oh, yeah. on a barge, but yeah. they the, the can't because of the water, you know. But that one got me. But of course, the classic was the Karen Black Killer doll. Trilogy of the Terror. Trilogy. Uh, but the problem was like, <laughs> oh, that's great. I literally like watching it again though. I couldn't stop laughing. I was like oh, yeah. falling on the ground. But that's another thing to talk about a little bit. Like we, like you mentioned, Peter Gunn a lot. Some of those old shows I had the best sound. The music's awesome. The music's the music. awesome. I mean, there's the, the theme, there's not much to the show, but the music is great. I mean, it takes place in that nightclub most of it. You know, he hangs out in his jazz club, and yeah. then you hear all this cool music. M Squad. This like the, the well, that's it. And they took they swiped the beginning for Police Squad. Yeah. <laughs> and then Lee Marvin's doing like cigarette ads because I think there was a sponsor. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Everyone. I mean, you know, uh, Jack Webb, all those guys. Yeah. Stanford well, and Son, uh, Quincy Jones. But you ever Stanford and Son? I love that stuff. I've been watched, watching that lately. I'm just losing it, man. Oh, I watched like. like I know. The whole, during, like, lockdown, I watched the whole thing. But I like how they play a lot on, you know, just miscommunication. Well, like, yeah. there's the, the one episode where Bubba spots Rallo and Lamont in the bar, and he goes off, like, you know, in the, he's like, you know, always like this. Well, <laughs> every show from, from the Honeymooners on, pretty much, and Lucy, is about a misunderstanding. <laughs> Just well, not every damn show, think comedy the, show, is a misunderstanding think, somewhere. Think of the umbrella situation. Yeah, yeah and that was Come it. up with a situation. And, and then, yeah. yeah. But what I like, too, about Red Fox is he was real loyal to the old comedians on that show. Like, he brought in yeah. it's like so many. Like, Slappy White. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I guess they didn't want LaWanda Page, and he said, we're going to 
do it, and then finding out that, you know, DeMont Wilson's really Grady Wilson. DeMont! Yeah. So that's why they use the name. Ah. No, that was a great show, because because he'd say whatever came to his mind. He didn't care. It's the antithesis of what you, you watch today. You know, <laughs> so, you know what else I think, too? Red would, whatever. Like that and uh, All in the Family, they made <laughs> they made their statements on prejudice and bias and things without it being this huge, heavy political thing. Well, you could do that back then. Yeah. And I, I watched an episode a couple of weeks ago, and I'm like, the same damn things going on. I mean, it was the same conversation. Right, right. I'm like, okay, folks, we haven't figured this out yet. We probably exactly. won't, but at least listen to each other. It's you know? like all the all the sci-fi things about peace and things. And yeah. it's like, how yeah. long is this going to take? Why is peace so damn hard to, to figure yeah, out? Yeah, that's the you thing know? I found. Like, even go back, like, watching ad from Eisenhower, like, when he's running for president. It's these same issues. Yeah, right. now. it's nothing different. Watching All in the Family, which I did again, like, again, during COVID, was... I'm looking, going, they're talking about the same stuff yeah. we're talking about. The same stuff that's going on today. And, and, you know, too, it's like when you watch these, uh, any of these history things, the Beatles, any of the 60s music thing, you forget about how turbulent the 60s, everybody goes, oh, the good old days, the 60s, no. Depending on where you live, but I mean, if it you were in the middle of it, it was a nut There was, it was some crazy stuff going on, and you forget. And then you're kind of going, well, yeah, okay, it's a little better now, but still, why are we still having these well, issues? Well, that's a couple of years ago. Everybody's like, oh, it's so turbulent. I go, it's 1968 again is basically what it is. Right. You know, it was the same kind of thing. And and don't forget, I mean, the world came about this far, very very short distance, I'm talking, from blowing itself up in right. 1962. So I think a lot of younger people are like, screw this. Let's go crazy. <laughs> you yeah, know, and right. then the Beatles came along, and it's okay. Oh, but I just actually read the latest Chuck Berry bio. Yeah. It just, they were, I like the line that hits it right is that first generation rock was a certain special kind of crazy. Well, they, they mm-hmm. were because they, they weren't, they were just doing their thing. They didn't know it was going to be rock. And then they they set the table for what came in the 60s. And then after that, the industry, the Beatles set the table for the industry that it's been ever since. But just like reading that and, again, Wyman's book, all the riots at shows, too. They closed Fats Domino. You don't think of him as inspiring riots. It's like four riots at one tour for Fats Domino. music, man? (laughs) You can't sit down, like they said, right? (laughs) You can't. You're not inspiring with your show that, are you? (laughs) Uh, My people, again, oh, you get a hold of your walker and you're. You're rocking with me, with Mike. I'm telling you, that's it, baby. No, but even like it's, I love how things are put together, like the story behind Maybelline. Hold on, oh, yeah. Wig. And now they, it's just like Chuck makes one thing up, but they say there was just a Maybelline picture, like a Maybelline ad. Oh, they use that. It's all you need. Does it rhyme? Does it go with the lyrics and everything? Yeah, sometimes it's just one line in a song, and you, you make a, a whole classic out of it, actually. Or Bo Diddley, of course, like Bo Diddley said, if he could take. <laughs> I'm glad he disobeyed Ed Sullivan because that that performance yeah. of of Bo Diddley on that show again, real music, you know, right? Not messing around. There's Bo. There's there's a guy in drums. There's Jerome, and it's like you know. I give those engineers too a lot of credit back then. They, they were able good. to capture that stuff pretty well. Well, it was meant to. Uh, to capture sound as opposed to capture electronic sounds. It's right. meant to capture environmental sounds, human sounds, as opposed to, all right, we got to tweak this, we got to tweak that, we got to tweak the other thing. No, just don't let it go in the red. Right. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah. <laughs> I was, I like. It's funny. I was just reading, or was I what? Read, oh, I was reading this thing on one of those deep purple in the booklets. 
that's another reason I like these reissues is I learn a lot from the the booklets because there's like so much history in there and how this happened and who left when and episode six baby the rule. Yeah, yeah, episode six, right. <laughs> Man, what a screw job that was. Yeah, they yeah. let those two guys go and didn't tell anybody and, you know, oh, the, the yeah. singer and all. It kind of a, kind of a crappy thing to do. The but that's, that's the way it goes. Well, now yeah. Richie's doing Hobbit music. Hey, <laughs> I love, I love their version of Kentucky Woman. I got to Oh, tell yeah, you. that was my that radio could, favorite back then. That guy was a good singer. And I'll tell you, that guitar solo is like coolest guitar solo ever. It's like very atonal. I like his stuff with the Outlaws. I like his stuff on that uh, one song, Moving In, that Hines does. And I remember the the guy that wrote it was, he did the clavinet solo on Telstar in London. Oh, wow. I don't know if he's on the record. I still haven't figured out. He is on the demo, and he, he knew Joe Meek. And, you know, my band would practice. This guy ended up in Clarkson somewhere. From wow. England, he lived in Clarkson. He, then he eventually moved to Buffalo, and he's since passed. But um, Dave Adams was his name. And he's, you know, telling, oh, yeah, Joe Meek, this, that, and the other thing. So my buddy brings him down to our session. Name, yeah. And um, I'm like, yeah, okay, whatever. And he's like, Dude, I wrote this song. Will you guys do it? Moving in. So we did it. And he was saying Blackmore was on there, and, of course, Dave was amazing. You know, it ended up coming out on Tower in this country. And it's like this, you know, he's doing this kind of link ray. And then you get to the solo on this thing. It's just sick. And it's Blackmore just letting it loose. Them and the Outlaws. He was with a group called the Outlaws, not the 70s guys, obviously. But I picked up another one. It was a Paris, Live Paris 75 with Coverdale and all that. But... It, this particular one is is uh, important, I guess, because it was Blackmore's last gig. Mm. So he's on fire throughout this whole thing. Oh yeah, he was amazing. And and they do this thing and smoke on the water on that album, and they go from one song to the other, and then it's like part of part part of lazy. Then it goes into smoke on the water. Then it goes out of that into this long church organ thing, and then it goes back to. This. It's really cool what they did with it. Whereas I remember, like, a couple things at Scorgies where certain guitarists were on certain substances and started playing the wrong song. Yeah. <laughs> well, I knew guys that weren't and still played the wrong song. <laughs> that's what Scorgies was about. Yeah. yeah, that's for you young kids. That's you didn't experience I, it, you know. I just remember singing, and, and I'm on one verse, and I'm like, I don't know what's in the next, I don't know what the next line is. Yeah. But for some reason, just before you're ready to sing, there it is. That's happened to me more times than not. I've had to, I've had to do that a couple of times. People look back at me like, and they look shaking their head, and I mouth a word because I know the word. Yeah, you just go down and it's like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, thanks. <laughs> that is like a good question too because I have been I've been talking about mortality, the passage of time lately. A lot of things have happened the last few years, but how like you still playing out? You still get the thrill. You still enjoy, like you still like spinning the records. We do this insane show. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, when I don't want to put the stuff in the car anymore, that's the end of it. Mm-hmm. But I still look forward to it. I get excited setting up. I don't know what it is. It's like I was watching a documentary on the band and Robbie Which Robertson, band? Oh. the band, Robbie Robertson. Yeah, <laughs> Robbie Robertson was talking about the first time he got a guitar and all this stuff. And he goes, it called to me, and that was like, so. and it's kind of how I feel. It's like, I liked playing drums, and it was the only thing I kept on doing. It's the only thing I didn't screw up. So, you know, but yeah, I mean, it's it's part of who, I think it's part of who we are, all the stuff that we do. Oh, yeah. It, it's a big part of our personalities, and I don't think we wouldn't be the same people, you know. True. 
If we weren't us, we'd be somebody else. That's yeah, right. that's somebody good, not worth knowing. That's probably. a good point. One of my <laughs> friends who's a writer, I actually sent Mike this on Messenger and I mentioned his show. One of my friends who's a writer is talking about like saying something at the Hollywood Bowl and about growing up in the 60s with DJs and about how they became your friends yeah. and about how it's different now. And it's true. You don't really, except for indie radio, you don't really have that. No, you don't have a connection. You've, you've got a connection. Even like every morning, Scott Regan's on. And the, and right. the people have a connection with. Scott, you know, and this morning I was listening to Dave Kane on the way up doing his Beatles show, yeah, and you've got Beatles. a connection with Dave, although that goes back decades anyway, but still, that Beatles, and he said that's why he, he got back into radio, because people kept asking him, hey, you know, um, I hope you're happy in your retirement, but, you know, are you going to do that Beatles thing again? And so he's finally like, yeah, you know, so I'm glad he did. Here's an interesting thing I just saw on Google, top 30 heroin songs. Hey, well, let's like dive well, into that. Guy's probably going to be number what one. Did you do uh, mention being a drummer and it just popped yeah, in your phone? <laughs> drugs and rock music have a long history. Okay. No, <laughs> I don't believe well, that. Drugs and not just rock music; it, it goes back. We've collected the top thirty heroin songs below, from dealers to overdoses, euphoric highs to rock bottoms, and everything in between. Hey, now there's a future. Now this show is really taking. Now we're going in. <laughs> now he's doing this while we're trying to talk while he's doing that's this. That's right. We're posing. <laughs> but that's but the thing too. When I like think about your show too is, I don't know where you dig some of this stuff out. You know, just when I think I know something, you find something else. Yeah, I got a lot of stuff in the basement. I'm trying to divest myself of some of it, but uh, and then people are always sending me stuff. You know, and uh, it's. Uh, it's it's fun, and that's why I, I would always hear songs and go, I want to do this. I want to bring the songs that, that would make me happy to other people, right. and uh, thankfully, people like it. The other day, yeah. I was going through some of my discs, and uh, I found when I was playing with Dan Frank, Yeah, and he kind of got me into all that garage stuff. Oh, yeah. That's and um, it's a disc of the covers that we were doing, mm-hmm. and Teenage, something or other, and then... You know, I, but but I'm listening to all these songs, and I'm just like, man, these were good songs. Yeah. And I don't know. It, it's just an interesting style, and I really like it because it's lo-fi and all that. I, yeah, it's I, just I like more heart and soul than yeah. it is chops. Yeah. You know, although you can have chops, and you can still nail it. Yeah. And Danny certainly does, you know. But, uh, yeah, although the projectiles were always fun. I was in a band with Danny for a while in the 90s. We had a good time, you know, yeah. and he's been doing the... True believers thing, kind of ever since. Also. Yeah, kinda, I played with them a little bit. We, yeah, we got a thing, we got a show from Montage. The sound guy recorded it. Yeah, and I have the disc. Oh my god, it sounded really huge. Yeah, the guy got a great sound for a trio. But yeah, it's a. Uh, that was fun Actually, stuff. Actually, one like thing one, two, three, I'm looking go, you know? forward to is reading our friend Greg Prevost's book, because I have it sitting there because I have to read my library. Yep. And I want to see how many stories I can remember. But uh-huh. but one of the things for me was his new album is from The Vault. One of the big kicks for me, and they did a really fun show with the House of Guitars. Yeah. It was rock. That was great. And for me, too, I admit I'm at the point where... You know, give me 45 minutes or even like 20 minutes, I'll take. I don't want three hours. Well, and that's just, it's funny because I got a request for for them yesterday, the Chessfield Kings back in the day, and I played uh, Little White Lies, and just with the part where Greg goes, uh oh, the CD player dies. Uh, (laughs) So I jump in, I go, uh oh, when I play the Kings. But it was was pretty funny. What I love about that CD is I was like engulfed in the liner notes. Oh, yeah. And like hearing this. I never was told the story about Gary. He mentions new math. And well, Gary that's, that's all in the book. Yeah, yeah, and it's it, for me. It's 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 an enjoyable read in a lot of ways 
it's interesting, but I know a lot of the people in the book. Oh, and I it sure isn't often that you read an autobiography. Right. You're like, I know this guy, I know that girl, and then and then you really laugh because you know who these oh, people are ones. in these situations. Oh, I'll never forget. I told Greg Townsend, I'm like, I just got Nick the new book about Nick Lowe. Oh, and yeah? I said, if you read it, he goes, gives me this funny look. Now nah, I don't think I have yet. So I, I don't read, think I want. I work with. I know. I read yeah. through it. Who's in there, Greg Townsend? Because it's okay. the whole thing about Love Straight Chicks, they interviewed him. So next time I saw Greg, I'm like, <laughs> yeah. really good book, too. But it goes, how did like, Nick Lowe end up mixed up with these masked men? Hey, they're <laughs> they all, they're Greg. all good, really good yeah, musicians. That's, why. So, I mean, that's, that's the whole deal. And I haven't seen them in years. But uh, The weird thing, I always tease Greg about when he wasn't in them, they played here all the time. <laughs> you know, and he was here all the time, yeah. Remember the one like, I did a couple games. Remember the Christmas show with Dinosaur, I think, with Kaiser George? There was one at Milestone. Oh, oh yeah, when he with was. With the Pupini sisters. Well, I saw him, Kaiser George recorded at Dave Anderson's uh, studio at Saxon. With the high risers, remember that CD? Yeah, yeah, and I, I met him then, and they did. I, they must have done a show, and I must have been there. But uh, it was it what the dinosaur? There, it was one Christmas show. There, there was one with the Pupini yeah. sisters. There was at Milestones. Oh yeah, there no. was one at the dinosaur. Too, I saw them in Cleveland. It, it uh, yeah, hey. with with the Pontani sisters. Yeah, that we, was were nuts. you at? Uh, the show at Marge's with Eddie Angel. Yeah, I was there, and and where that, because I was crammed in watching we were it on TV. In there. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but that was great, you know. And then there was another time where Eddie played out on the Jack Craig Townsend was playing bass, and Jason Smay was playing drums at that point. And I remember Todd Bradley getting up and singing "It's Now or Never," yeah. and actually I got up to do a version of Surfing Bird. So that was <laughs> yeah, great. Looking that, at the lake. And <laughs> last time, years ago, that's when I saw Fertility Right Brothers with Buster. <laughs> I still remember that. <laughs> and I had the worst. It wasn't drinking. Some, that, for whatever reason, that I, I had, like, the worst headache. Well, that was, well, <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, you had it before. I figured you'd yeah, have it after. The Fertility yeah. Right Brothers. Oh, yeah, that was, uh, that that's was funny. We were, uh, it was a nutty time. That was the last gig, I think. Yeah, ever. that was yeah. like, remember getting over there, and I forgot who opened, but I remember Cousin Al was there, and I remember, like, Mark was on singing. Yeah. And it just that was the last time I think I ever saw them. Well, that was it. Yeah. That was it. But you want to really be brought down to talking about knowing people in biographies like Kim Gordon's. If you read the first pages, like I grew up in Rocks. It was grim. It was dark. I couldn't wait to get out. Well, a lot of people like and that. Sammy but... Hagar said the same thing in his book where he didn't complain, but he said, I'm a California boy. When I got out of this job, we took turns. We drove 24 hours because I couldn't stand the cold here. <laughs> Ah, you know, whatever. It, may, it makes you stronger. It kills you a lot of times, too. But, you know. <laughs> it does. But that's one thing I want to ask about, too. So when starting, and you said you had your glitch, it happens every now with the CDs. Oh, yeah. How was, like, tactically has it changed? Well, we used to have vinyl. And, the, and there were no CDs, so we would play things off cassettes occasionally, which, you know, was a little, little rough and tumble. But sometimes that was the only way you could get some of these songs, and there was a network where... Guys would trade cassettes of rare songs back and forth, so we used to play those. I used to buy metal tapes all the time yeah. to get better fidelity. Yeah, and then CD players came in, and then we had all three formats, and then cassette was out, then yeah. vinyl was out, now vinyl's back in. I mean, a lot of it's just digital, but I don't have the option as of yet to upload my tracks to the computer that... Uh, that this, that runs through the station yet, so I burn everything to disc right. and uh, hope for the best, you know, because 
CD players, it's old technology. They're slow. Sometimes it might take them 20 seconds to queue up yeah. an old song. And my songs are only two minutes as it is. <laughs> so, And if it doesn't queue up, then that's another 30 seconds, 40 seconds for me to stop it, get it out, put it back in. So I like to mix everything beforehand and, and play a set. So that's how it's changed. And I started doing that after the uh, big C when I had to upload everything from, from home and put uh, it together. And I just right. continued it. Just do my breaks live, and then if somebody wants to hear an extra song that's probably going to not make it through the song, um, you know, I'll play them like, like yesterday, or I've got an extra some extra time. I was actually just thinking of some of those KTEL records in the oh, day. Oh, yeah, like, a ton of those. The, like the I rock, bunch, where yeah. they fade out the songs, or like half yeah. cut. <laughs> oh, yeah, my, my buddy had uh, the Syndicate of Sound Little Girl back in the early 80s. I had forgotten about that song, and he had uh, his parents' uh, KTEL album, and he started playing it. Go! I remember that song. That's great. But they cut out the drum bit in the middle of do, 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 just so they could twenty five great hits. Right. Like Only half bad. of them, but you know. It's yeah. enough. Ktel rock star. Yeah. Like I'm behind the car parts. Fifty percent of twenty five songs. But for you, you you were talking about like releases. Now one of the things I got was Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers at the Fillmore, and it's a really interesting album because you read the notes again and. What they did was they were getting stagnant. And Tom Petty, there's a quote from Tom Petty, and he goes, look, we're playing like arena shows. You pay a lot of money. You have to park. We have to play certain songs. You right. expect it. Yeah. Here, so they tried one gig at the Fillmore, and then they did 21 shows in 30 days. And they said, this is going to be coming like one of our practice sessions. It's a whole bunch of, like, covers. Yeah, And, and it's like that. seeing a band having fun. Yeah. That's the I game. love live Tom Petty stuff. It's always good uh the only thing is first live album there's like between tracks there's a silence you know and i'm like for live albums make it are we live make it live it's like you know we goof up on this show all the time well yeah you want that kind of interaction with the crowd like the heartbreakers have on lamf (laughs) (laughs) but the one thing too is like we talk about like rock and roll around here and like first generation music, but like I see some of these young kids, it's like I've told the story about when I was got beaten up going to see Dick Dale at the House of Guitars because he took two hours and he started talking to me and he, by the time he was done he was inviting me over to his house and I'm looking behind me going we're going to get this guy in the parking lot <laughs> you know, you know, but I saw these kids coming and they were high school kids and they were dressed all up like you know they were different but they were digging this kind of music oh yeah he, when he did his comeback that really hit him for a that reason. guy's got the gift of gab and he's late and oh, I he was got cool. beaten up <laughs> I, I did an interview with him at uh, Red Creek and you know we did it um, downstairs I guess there's, there's a basement area I'm talking to him and you could hear the toilets flushing. The, right. I go, the sound of the surf dick. You I've know, heard the, the grease streaks to drip down the dressing room. I there. miss that. I never miss yeah. it, but I've heard stories. But what I'm getting at is like one of the bands around here that you have to dig. Everybody should go see. There's so many. We promote them here, but the televisionaries. Oh, they're the best. And man. I can like Those talk kids. to Trevor for hours, like about. Uh, man, they have got it together, and they're doing that new. They've got that new EP out with this this guy Les Green. Apparently, he did the. Uh, the music voice for Little Richard in that Elvis film that came out a couple of years ago. So he's he can belt it out, but they they can hit it. They are a great band. They really but are. I told Trevor, the one time actually Austin was on the show, and I'm telling Austin, I had a horrible thing with your brother. I wished him happy birthday, and I'm thinking, I don't believe this. Like, I've known Greg as long as you've been around. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
But yeah, every now and again, I'll get somebody saying, "Yeah, I've been listening to you since I was a little kid," and they're like thirty, you know. So it's like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, I think. <laughs> no, it's good. Hey, you know. No, it's good, and like, I still every year we look forward to Count Mike. We go count. Oh, someone asked me if if Count Mike was going to be on uh, Sunday's or Saturday's show because of the uh, the uh, novelty aspect of it. I said no, 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 Count Mike. But no. there's enough stupidity in between, uh, not the band, but uh, music-wise. It, it, that between. song is so catchy, though. What's stupid that? like stupid like that me? one. I keep, I can't stop it. Well, that's it. just it. People, if that was one one song, either people love it or hate it. Because I've had people say, what are you doing? That's annoying. And other people, I love that. Play it again. So. <laughs> yeah, you're probably, I've been reading a book about Vampire, and I just love all the oh, old Oh, you horrors. sent me that, uh, that clip of him on uh, the Red Skelton show. Yeah. Did you see her waist? My yeah. goodness. But what got me is see, you, learn, you learn something sort of like us. I watched a special on her. But She's you sort of you learn something new every day because you know I've always been into the old horror film hosts. I didn't realize like Dig Me Up Vampire it was super popular. It only ran a season. Yeah, and they just had like basically she had something about syndication, but it only ran a season. And you think it's been there's no footage almost. You can catch the footage of her coming. There's out a screen. little bit. There was yeah. something on on YouTube I found which they they go over all the old horror hosts. And they do interview her, and it's it's pretty interesting. No, but it's amazing though somebody could just have that kind of influence, and it was like, well, yeah. Well, Elvira took her whole shtick from her. Well, well, she yeah. took a little bit more than that. But yeah, there's actually, a fun <laughs> book. I finally this is like fun if you can find it. I think David at the library. It's called Rocket Red Seven. It's about it's by Mike Oliver who did the Madman series. He it's about an alien who escapes to Earth, and he you see the history of rock and roll. He sort of invents it. Oh yeah. But it's just the way he does it. He really knows his thing. It goes to the dicks, but I hate it. I have to do it. You can pour the coffee on me. Uh-oh. Uh, bills. What? The Buffalo Bills. What about them? What would you think? Well, they, they, they never recovered from uh, the 13 seconds, first of all. And then, jeez, what else could go wrong? They ran okay, out of gas. This is too, sounds like too made up, but it really happened. So I'm what? walking. It's like a really windy day. It's yeah. like, snowy. So these kids are playing football. Yeah. And I'm walking by, the quarterback overthrows the receiver who's wide open, and all of a sudden the mom comes up and goes, Josh, it's time to come. <laughs> and I'm like, oh no, this didn't happen. I'm not even posting this on Facebook. Uh, I heard his coffee's good, though. Well, that's what they say. I don't have one of those coffee makers, so I don't... Uh, Just take it, pour it in a cup. Or whatever. Yeah, pour it in a cup. There's a point about the... They, could have won every game. Those games they lost during the season. I mean, uh, the Vikings game was, I mean, the Vikings didn't quit, but that was a fluke. I mean, the well, they, they always lose at least one game in some extremely bizarre but that fashion that Bengals game year. was the only game they got well, plowed. They, they were done. They were out of gas. They were done. But, you know, if, if they, they get the, this, this cat from Arizona, that's... Uh, you know, but like the Vikings, I'm looking at them again going, you know, I could... If I have a pack like with the devil to live till the Vikings win the Super Bowl, I'll be here. Well, I'm with you, pal. It's been a long time, you know, and it's you're all for four like we are. So it's uh, that's why I can make fun of the Bills. Cause yeah, I, I yeah, equal, I'll funny. make fun of the Vikings. Well, Rogers is out of the division. We got him now. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you guys, that's what I say. Is your window closing a little bit though? Well, like, uh, the yeah, Dolphins it could be. Like, it doesn't last forever. But as long as you got Allen, I think you you got a shot. You know. And if they get Hopkins from from Arizona and Diggs, he 
Well, I can't say anything bad about Diggs. You I can't, love your own no. kid. But, he, but he's not like, he's not Jefferson, obviously. No. But, but nobody's Jefferson. Well, that's but he's just, a great receiver. He's tall like those guys in Cincinnati. All you got to do is throw it up, throw it in the right place, and they'll go up and get it. And, and the Bills don't have a guy like that. And if they get Hopkins, then they do. But... <coughs> Enough of sports talk here on the podcast. Uh, well, you know, we don't know what we're talking about. Greg's like, I have wine. no clue. Like I'm in the boy. I, no. I just listen. All I know is they play Deep Purple songs during the commercial breaks at those games. So that's all. All right. Well, know. then I'm okay with it. No, but then I'm like, I remember like when Alan came out, I remember certain sports writers here said the only, they wanted him to pick Rosen. They said the only quarterback not to pick is Alan. And I'm going. Yeah, you go, boys. He's the only one that really, I mean, Lamar didn't, obviously is doing well. Other than that. Uh-uh. You know, but that just goes to show you what the they, look they they've got to create controversy to 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 get clicks or to get views. No, that's they what, don't know what they're a, talking actually about. Actually, a friend of mine, a musician, he said he made this comment about he said like on Facebook he said I'm just waiting. Everybody here has to tell me how much they hate Coldplay or you two. Yeah. It's like why don't you know? Instead, I don't want to hear something negative from you. Tell me what you've done, or tell me something positive. Because yeah. I think all clickbaits—that's why you try to be positive on this silly show. And we don't. Well, <laughs> and I do too. I mean, I'll rant and rave about something at home. That's about the only. Oh, time that's I'll what do I will it. too. It's like, but other than that, I won't. Because look, if you like something, you like something. That's Except, sure. no, you have to agree with me. You do not pick on Lawrence Welk. I can't. I can't. You know, I think it's it's really been an important development uh, in our family's life. I mean, my brother-in-law watches it every Saturday, and my sister has to suffer through it. And for me, that is entertainment. I found this clip of them playing some Easter song all dressed as Easter characters. Well, that's what drives her nuts. She doesn't even the music doesn't bother her all that much. But for someone who listened to Genesis in UK, I'm sorry, Trey. You know, you get what you deserve. I love UK. There you go. So <laughs> Greg likes them. But yeah, polka rules. But that was my dad's Danger thing. He would be listening to your show. <laughs> it would be that Stooges and Welk and made his day every hey, time. Hey, come on. We, we go together like uh, ham and eggs or something. I actually, huh? Stooges, I started watching that remake movie last night. That's not bad. It's a good. I love yeah, it. It's pretty funny. Job. Yeah. You know, but the thing is, still, they'll always trick you to get to the end a little short. Besser. Yeah. <laughs> well, I remember those. You know what gets me, though? There's always somebody. There'll be somebody out there, and this is one of my things about taste. We all have our own taste. There's somebody out there who will swear they're the best news episodes. Get, you know, maybe one Again. person, you know, it's like, you know. Again, it's like, whatever. If you like, you know, you like Curly, you like Shep. How do you not like both of them? I mean, it's, it's different. I mean... It's it's a whole lot of different, but it's great. Oh yeah, they're like still, and I think they're not, they're the ones who last. Be able to Costello, I go in and out of style. Yeah. But you know another movie I really like that I just watched recently, Night of the Creeps. Oh, that's one of my favorites. I and have the disc, and I, there's two different endings, and it ticks me off because I had it on videotape years ago from when it was on uh, Channel Eleven in New York, and it had the, the ending I like. And the other one is just like, what are you trying to do? Isn't that the best, creeps? though, when we grew up? W-W-O-R, Every That's where I got all my Godzilla movies, all my... Well, now, what is it? The broadcast one that shows Godzilla movies every week. Yeah, that But you don't know Night of the Creeps, Greg? Oh, that's a great one. It's like a homage to, like, 50 horrors movies. Oh, yeah, and the, the soundtrack's pretty good. I'll have to check it out. Yeah, there's I got there's a bad case of drooping microphone. There are some classic moments in that. 
where her boyfriend's a zombie and he's dead, and she can't. She's not really paying much. He, she can't tell the difference because the guy is such a stiff in real life that she's talking to him and he's dead. any technical support or anything. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, please hold still. We've got technical difficulties. Come on, last we'll minute of the show. I got to be heard. Do not, it just doesn't hold. Us. It doesn't. It's a newer stand, man. Uh, not good. Uh, uh, yeah, but that's something I always you. still I always go Pull back to return. <laughs> I always go back to return <laughs> of the Living Dead because of Love Underwill. Like, I do <laughs> you ever get that though? Like when you're like in the theater, like wait a second. <laughs> no, I was on its gorgeous all the time when I go in there. They'd be showing the Dawn of the Dead and all that, and I'm like, I'm going upstairs till the band plays. <laughs> <laughs> but that was like the difference now. I remember when shows didn't start till like one. Oh. And now I'm like, yeah, like, I remember. I was dragging. Not coming on until one. Dragging like yeah. last night, and it's like fairly early, like wow. a buffalo night, huh? But there's actually a show at Buncey's next week with her own Heidi and Eddie Nebula, yeah. six o'clock. Well, that's the way to do it. It's just like last week when I went to the Fox Sisters at the Bop Shop. They had uh. a CD, CD album release, and it was like three in the afternoon, actually three yeah. thirty. But you know, it was great. Because you're home, time for dinner, it's all good. Right. It was lousy, it was, wasn't worth going. <laughs> no, oh, you know the story. Well, you know I the story about yeah. You know the story about right. that one, which where I was going to go, I did the show with the Baron, and I'm going to go. The Baron. And all of a sudden, I look at the clock, it's 3.30, I'm like, oops. <laughs> <laughs> I can get the album, though. So. Well, they, they started at 3.30, because we got there at like 2.45, and there's there, nobody there. Like, and I walk in, I go like, what's going on? And Jimmy goes, we're starting at 3.30. Well, okay. I would have been, I would have gotten there by like probably 10 to 4, so 4 I went and got some coffee and uh, some, you know. And just go down to the bagel shop. And yeah, that was it. Speaking yeah. of gigs, I got a gig with Brian Lindsay this Wednesday, oh. the 29th of March, right? And the Fox Sisters. Oh, here's smoke. Iron Smoke. With the Fornary Brothers. Wednesday. But do you go Wednesday. to any big shows anymore, or just you stick to low? Because that's what I do. I don't do big no, shows. I don't have any desire. I, I did it. I'm, I'm done. <laughs> I think that's the point. Some of my friends wanted me to go to a couple concerts. This, so, and I just said, look, I've done it. I've been there. I've done that. I don't need the aggravation. I'm just a local music person, and that's about it. Well, I, I just... I just Bit the bullet and paid some money and just go see Cheap Trick at Del Lago. Well, that's so okay. That'll be. But fun. those shows are they're they're presented well. It's yeah. not like the old days where remember festival seating where we almost oh, almost yeah. died <laughs> at times. Thank God. Oh, I got crushed so many times. Yeah, I mean, the, 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 finally it, it it happened at that Who concert in Cincinnati. Right. But there were times where you'd just be there and they'd open the doors. And you just went with the wave because right. you, you know you're wall to wall people, and you just kind of move with the crowd. Oh, a big shout out too! Another anniversary besides yours, Danny and Abilene, fifteen years. Yeah. Oh. Yes. Oh, my famous story. The first time I was going there, I went the wrong way. By the time I got down like by Court Street, I realized maybe it was the other way. Yeah. You just gave me a great idea because I just I at work I won a they did a silent auction for United Way, and I won this giant. Beer sign, yeah. Light up beer sign. It's for uh, um, no the, the white uh, oh. the, the, the what the hell they call them? The white beers, the Belgian oh. beers. Yeah. So there's all these different logos from all the different companies, Duval and this and that. So anyway, maybe I'll give that to Danny for his 15 year. That'll be good. Yeah, he's got, done a great job. He made, he made it through freaking. I don't need it. The rotten uh, 2020 plus. Yeah. He also has these festivals. He did like last year. It was really there great the, to see Jeremiah Richards. And, the Rock and Rochester Weekend or last year with Barrett Whitfield and you know so many great bands. Barrett's I get. I think Tom Cohen said he broke his glasses one time he was rocking so hard. Oh, th- those 
those guys stretch is fantastic. I call him the epitome when they had the Bob Fest, the first one he mm. played. And I go, this just like sums up our kind of music. This is just wild. Yeah. That guy though, I get tired watching him. Oh yeah, he's our age. He's rocking it. Yeah, yeah. But mm. Barron's is just awesome, and that's like, but he's like one of those. He sums up, I think, what rock and roll is all about. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Any one of those records. It, they, they don't let out. No. No. Who's, who's this? I'm not familiar. You don't Whitfield. know. Barrett's Whitfield? Barrett's Whitfield and the Savages. And, no. Yeah. <laughs> they played one of the, uh, Tom had them at one of the whole lot of shaken anniversary yeah. things. Oh, it was crazy. Oh, I remember that one in the atrium. And the monkey hips. It wasn't the, uh, no, it wasn't the Savages. It was the monkey hips yeah. or whatever. And I'm like, oh, crap. Not the Savages. What do we got? These guys were a good band. And, yeah. and Barrett's delivers every time. That was the atrium show, wasn't it? Pop Shop Atrium, I think. It was, I in, I saw... it was in Village Gate. Yeah, that was yeah, the Atrium yeah. yeah. show. I'll listen to that. I'm always learning. Oh, I'm yeah. Oh, I'll do it. Yeah, you have to listen to Barrett's. He's up one of my top. Oh, yeah. The thing about Danny, too, is he, he's both local, he supports local, and he brings in these really cool acts. And, and like they said in the article that uh, Jeff Spivak wrote, he, he was a bartender at Scorgies, and he learned from Don. Yeah. He learned a lot of things from Don, and he observed, <laughs> he saw the craziness that was... Uh, that was Scorgies, and and he really uh, he he really made it well, and he he brings in these fantastic acts that there's there's a lot of Americana, and there's always been a lot of room for Americana. There's a a big demand for it, and it's been that way for a long time. Remember WMAX, yeah, and then yeah. they 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 tanked it, and now really what happened is WRUR kind of picked up that thing, but and and. In, in concert with Danny and some of the other clubs around here with this Americana. Even what you're going to do Wednesday, that kind of yeah. sound is really big with Brian, you know. Yeah. What a great band that is. So, I mean, and Iron Smoke, Wednesday, yeah. 29th. Yeah. All right. Yeah, 7 o'clock. I, I will tell you, though, like, Brunette's band, the last time I saw him, I'm going to put him on the top five for loudest. Yeah, I text about. Eddie the next day, and I had earplugs, and I said, how oh, your ears? <laughs> yeah. Remember Immaculate Mary? Oh, oh yeah. yeah. But a you know, great guy, great band, but I couldn't believe how <laughs> I got a cassette of theirs. I gotta listen to that sometime. Yeah. I think about all those old bands we grew up with like that, but he's still rocking out and Iron Smoke he does it, but Abilene to me and I got to meet Lily Winwood because of him, yeah. That's right. <laughs> you know, and I banned from her dad's shows probably because of the Ghost Goes Gear. Well, that was my question. I thought you'd ask. I love the best part was seeing her though. She actually wrote it down to ask her dad. Cool. So we're probably on some list for bringing it up now. She's probably like, oh Lord. And yet I understand I like she is and I always plug Lily because she's such, she's like the she's coolest. pretty cool, yeah. She is so, such a nice person. But also to me like Steve Winwood was like a rock guy. Like when he started, like he was 15. I was listening to him the other day. Yeah, one of the songs came on the radio, and he's like 16. Or seven, right. Give me some love. And I'm like, what the heck? 16 or 17, whatever he was when he recorded that? It's, it's nuts. You no, know, and that's what's the staying power, though. It's like the high rise or anything else. It's because the music's good. I think that's oh, the whole. Oh, yeah. You know, I don't ever listen to your show and go, why is he still playing this stuff? It's well, like, why not? People want to hear it. Sometimes, I, I mean, I can play the same stuff every week, different songs, and I'm like, no. Nah. And that that's part of the challenge, too, because I want to do the same thing every week, but do it differently. Right. <laughs> you <laughs> so know, I think it's that, like... That's the challenge. It's like, it's like, it's like yeah, albums. <laughs> it could be easy. I could, I could put it together in a half hour, but it's like... No, I want to challenge myself after 30 Don't ever do like Andy Kopp and read The Great Gatsby for three hours. Andy Kopp, God rest his soul, he was a piece of work.
Yeah, I get yeah. them more now, though. Yeah. I didn't like when I first saw them. I didn't get them, but I get them more now. Yeah, trying to do. yeah, me too. But I think it's like when we like for this show, you know, we just try to have fun, chill, a little talk. People who like it like it. Let so, me know when that starts. <laughs> yeah, we have our foil here and everything. But I think you know you do. You have your audience. You don't worry yeah, about right. like. And I'm glad they're there. And people check in, and they get a kick out of it, and it's two hours of fun or how forever, how long you listen. It's just, that's what it's meant to be. Let's hang out and have a good time for I a couple I schedule hours. my Saturdays around, there like, the go. walking schedule and everything All else. Right. Well, yeah, it's good music to walk I think it's great to. what you guys do between yeah. you and Scott Regan. I think, you know, you help you help the local people out, too. And that's, oh, like, it's best we can, yeah. You know, and I think that's that's good. You just And then you, at least you can tell your friends, hey, we're going to be on the station. And then it just gives you a little bit more... Uh, viability, I think. Sure. You and know, it's like, oh, we're going to be on the radio. You know, that gives you a little bit more street cred or whatever. It's know. amazing to me that people who play the the kind of music that sort of fits the format, for lack of a better word, right. there's still people doing it. Right. It's televisionaries. They're, they're young men, and they're still playing this great rock and roll. Yep. And and there's from, from them all the way up. And, every, like, every 10 years, there's another young band that starts playing this stuff and is good. And I just, it's I don't it's think you're going to lose Are they still around, or are they gone? I don't think so. They, they, I, not I just that thought I, of them, because I first saw the televisionaries, I saw them with the Seabreezers. Yeah, I've got to still have those tracks. So there's another they, band that sort of fell by the wayside, and I don't think they were local. I only saw them once, was the Mofos. The mofos were from Ithaca. Yeah. Yeah. Because I remember when they played with Reverend Horton Heat, and I just never... The mofos, yeah. That's one that's like, uh, I don't know if I'm going to play this. (laughs) Hey, those were the mofos. (laughs) Yeah, sometimes you got to watch it. Well, I kick out the jams I played by the MC5. I played the single version. People are like, oh, I have the other version. Of course you do, but I can't play it. A little different (laughs) podcast and radio shows and everything. But yeah, the, but I think there's always something new, and then you're going to see some other young bands come along, and another like the Lipter Sisters, who will have on sometime when there's skits. It's like old fashioned and new, old meets new. Yeah, absolutely. It's you great. know, Fox Sisters, it never ends, but it's been as always. It's really cool. This has been sort of just typical carnival stream of consciousness. Yeah, man. <laughs> it's okay though. I stream it. of coffee out, consciousness. Oh, I was out last night. I didn't have coffee last night. I, mean, I gotta say though. <laughs> Artists and works, they have to have more shows. It's such a great event. Yeah. It's so fun. Never seen a show there. Well, that big room, that front room, that They haven't room. had one in 25 years. Well, there you go. You know, so, but this was really cool, and it's good to see Ben and Katie play. And Michaela was actually in town for it, and she's not in town. But she'll be back at the Lilac Fest. But now you have your show coming up. Now, is the novelty show this week or next week? It's it's this coming Saturday, April 1st. <coughs> mm-hmm. Ah, have you well compiled the list? I, I started working on it this morning. I was inspired. This isn't one where I've got to go, okay, think about, there's a bunch of, there's a pile of songs. How I've many stupid ri- songs are there? <laughs> there's a lot of there's stupid lot. songs, but what stupid songs are going to work, you know? <laughs> And so we'll see if see if they do or they don't. You gotta throw some Ray Stevens in there. Oh yeah, Ray Stevens will be making. Oh, I told Greg the one time. I told Townsend. I said the one time I'm going to do a parody band in the high rises, calling them the Low Expectations. <laughs> <laughs> hey Greg, you have something coming up. I do. You said Wednesday, Wednesday, night. Wednesday night at the yeah Iron Smoke with Brian. Wednesday, yep. Wednesday, 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 Iron Smoke. It's happening with the Brian Lindsay band, March 29. And there'll be whiskey. Nine, nine, nine. <laughs> Nine, number nine. Whiskey snorting rock and roll. Yeah. Cool. But for the end, if you guys have anything to play, I actually have... I friend, don't. Uh, well, Alyssa Rodriguez, who's been on here, I think this is the best for a song, a talk about, a loose talk about rock and roll, early rock, nickel harper music. <laughs> Let's do it! Yeah. But okay, anybody want to take a guess? The title of this song, I'm not... 
doing the finished version. Uh, it's called Skull Crushing Weather. You know what that is? It's a real term. She just told me last night. Uh, well, I, I could venture a guess, but it's a family show, so I won't. Skull no, it's not what? dirty. <laughs> Skull Crushing Weather. Oh. This is when you walk out in the snow. It's that heavy snow where you crunch through. Oh. So, ah. see, we're educational. Ladies and gentlemen. So if something falls off the roof, it's going to crunch your skull. But thanks for being on, man. It was fun as always. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, it was awesome. Yeah. And you didn't bring coffee for everyone. (laughs) No, just for me. But I'm going to go get some. Yeah, great. Cool, and over and out. See ya.